Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Hannah. And simply put, we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes, then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like, and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Victoria. How are you? I'm great. Life's good. Yeah, it is good. I feel like um, you, specifically, have had a bit of a monumental life change in the past week well uh, not in the past week but in you know since we last spoke to our lovely cookbook circle listeners the arrival of my talking about the queen <laughs> r.i.p um uh, the arrival of my new little friend is that yes. what we're talking about he's yeah. currently at my feet hannah's got a new yes, boyfriend i got a dog <laughs> my dog is my boyfriend <laughs> yeah yeah, we won't get into that. Um, yes, I have a new dog. I feel like Instagram followers might have, you know, you've, you've, you've soft launched him on the on Instagram. I have. I gave him a little soft launch. So my dog is called Doug. I say that in a tentative way because every time I'm out walking him, people are like, oh, he's so cute. What's his name? And I say Doug and they say dog <laughs> so now he's being formally introduced but as douglas nice. to every stranger that's my dog douglas <laughs> this is my dog so douglas Quinn. <laughs> and he's yeah just the best thing ever a little rescue from bosnia or bulgaria unclear but he's got an eu passport so that's the most important thing unlike me and yeah he's the new producer on this show basically because he's just never he never leaves my side he's currently at my feet 
Um, He's going to nip your little feet when you say something (laughs) reprehensible. Yeah, if he hears me chat shit about Alison Roman again, he's like, he's going to go for me. You'll be pleased or saddened to know, dear Sir Clet, that uh, it's the morning time and we are not... We're not doing an 8pm record for this one, but uh, they'll be back <laughs> soon, I'm sure. <laughs> they will. What's going on with you? Um, nothing. I don't have a new dog. Uh, <laughs> I have a new king. That's true. Well, we have been working on an exciting thing as well, you and I. Yes. This has been really fun. So much fun. We won't give too much away, but we've been working on uh, our first recipe yeah. together. Isn't that so fun? I think it's more fun because we're like, I don't know, there's some kind of joy in us doing it separately and like having our little notes and then trying something new. And it's really collaborative. It's so collaborative and so organic, you know, (laughs) but it's a real cookbook circle recipe. So we're doing that in partnership with an exciting company called Stolen Stitches. Um, So there's more on that to come yeah exciting and if anybody has any if wants us to develop any recipes for them like we're available because we're having we're having a great time it's been really fun so fun and the the recipe that we've come up with is basically like a kind of combination of two recipes from two cookbooks that we love so it's been you know we've got we've got a bit of experience under our belts yeah we like we love that shit Anyway, do you have any fun fun foodie things apart from our brilliant recipe that we're just teasing and not talking about uh, to tell us about? Well, I haven't read them yet, but there's two really exciting books out that I am going to pick up very soon. And maybe we both will and can talk about them on the podcast. But there's one from our old pal Jonathan Nunn um, of Vittles fame. Vic I... is making a face. She loves that man. I do. You got the love heart. Eyes yeah, I do. I really do. Like, I just—he can do no wrong in my eyes, and he is excellent. I, d- I don't think he's ever done wrong, and I just like to see him getting the, him and Vittles getting the recognition that they deserve. Yeah. Anyway, that's too earnest. Sorry. <laughs> Who can I slag off quick? <laughs> <laughs> so he's edited this book called London Feeds Itself, and I think it's um it's twenty. Oh no, I know it's twenty five essays around. 25 different buildings structures and public amenities in the city i think it's kind of like where you know real london food is behind the kind of glitzy restaurants and uh, instagram famous places the the kind of interesting nooks and crannies where there's like very authentic food happening it just looks so good there's it's a huge list of contributors claudia roden's written an essay ruby tando jeremy corbyn Corbin, yeah, amazing. Oh, Jezza. So it just looks really, really good. I'm really excited about that. And I think anyone who is in London or likes London will probably really enjoy that. Yeah, I think it's going to be brilliant. I might buy it actually for um, my upcoming holiday to read on the by the pool. Oh, yeah. um, She's going to Ibiza. Ba, 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 ba. That's not it. That's the wrong song, but it's um, a good effort. <laughs> I mashed up finger boss with a pizza. <laughs> it's yay. She's going to a pizza. <laughs> and then the other book that sounds really exciting, if mysterious, is uh, Rebecca Mae Johnson, who I think she she contributes to Vittles sometimes as well, yes. right? She's yeah, a yeah. really um, talented food writer. She has a book out called Small Fires. Not to be confused with Little Fires Everywhere. Which is a great book. 
<laughs> and TV Russell show, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's a mem. This book is like a memoir. It says it like explores the kitchen as a source of knowledge and revelation or something. It's just like a genre busting book. I can't really get a grip on what it's about, but the reviews are really, really good. Yeah, she's an excellent writer, and uh, I'm just really excited to read that. The the subtitle is an epic in the kitchen. It just looks good. Yeah, I'm excited about that one as well it's not very long either is it from what i've seen no there's a certain like it's aside from cookbooks it's a niche genre like books about food right you've got kitchen confidential these books that we're talking about memoirs like stanley tucci taste or whatever yeah but kind of essay ones like ruby tando's eat but I, i just feel like it's not it's not a very huge area no right? i feel like that it's it's a difficult it's difficult right like you all know that we love sweet bitter and i feel like that does mm. like a food novel really well yeah but it's otherwise quite difficult to do it that one um what is that book that everyone's that novel that everyone's reading at the moment it's about a food critic that is also <gasps> a murderer what is that called i have it on audible Please hold caller. A Certain Hunger by Chelsea G. Summers. Oh. Um, and I feel like that's got really good reviews. And I started listening to it on Audible, but this is going to make me sound like a real prude. But um, I feel like it's not the right book to read on audiobook. It's got a lot of... Um, it's an, I think she's an American author, and it's read by right. an American. And I just feel like Americans saying the C word and other very serious you know and talking about mur- and it's just not good in audio but i'm sure it's brilliant right. you know as a physical book um wow. but it was just making me cringe a little bit when i was walking around pushing my son trying to listen to this book <laughs> <laughs> this c word it doesn't come up that much in the yeah book. jeez I uh-huh. like we're not ones to talk about swearing but still <laughs> that's, that's a lot but but Butter. These are not the butter. These are not the books we're talking about today. No, they are not. We have got a baking book. A today. baking book. This is fun. another. This is our second. I guess this is our second baking book of season two, baby. Baby. Yes. Um, we are talking about Nadia Hussein's Nadia, Nadia Bakes. Bakes. Woo! Woo! National treasure, Nadia Hussein. She's a babe. We love she's her. Babe. Loves colour, doesn't she, Nadia? She does. Yeah, she's always wearing like a colourful hijab or something as well. Yeah. And like her clothes and her the kitchen she films in is great, which I'm oh. sure it's not her kitchen, but... Um, Beautiful. Her, her TV shows are a real... They just make you feel a bit warm and fuzzy. They're yeah. lovely. Colourful, sunshiny. She's really happy. It's, oh. just, it's nice. It's feel good TV. Oh, she's great. Should I tell you a little bit about Nadia? Yes, please. It is really going to be a tiny bit because there is so much Nadia content on the internet. Like there, I'm a little bit surprised at that. Not that there should be, but there, mm. there's you know people that we've not been able to find much about, like yeah. you know Mira Soda or someone like that. So, and um, yeah, I don't know. Tell me why. She, Tell me, I think she has a really good PR. Um, but right. otherwise I think she's just a national she just also works anyway yeah. she's so accomplished like I didn't quite realize how I mean I did but I didn't realize how yeah. accomplished she is so 
just before I start, I need to mm-hmm. tell you all that this uh, this episode will contain spoilers for um, Great British Bake Off season six, which aired in 2015. <laughs> so if you have not yet watched that, <laughs> then please switch off now. <laughs> or just forward a couple of minutes. Yeah. Don't switch off completely. <laughs> so um, she won season six of yes. Bake Off. And I think 2015 and season six of Bake Off was peak great british bake-off at least in the uk like everyone was crazy about it it Mm. was it was back when it was on channel four i want to say it must it must have been yeah what season are we on now oh i don't know like but maybe maybe it was when it was on bbc because she she does all of her stuff with BBC. BBC. I should I Oh, we're on we're on 13 now. Yeah, I think no, I feel like it must have been on uh channel 4. It was on or BBC until 2016 and then it okay. started on channel 4 in 2017. Well, she was 2015 season Okay, eight. so she's BBC. She's a, a nope, just keep going. I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no C words. Um <laughs> no. So, I find her so fascinating as well. I I always if she's ever on like a podcast that I vaguely listen to, I'll always listen to it. I always like, like to hear her talking because she's so um, brilliant. Anyway, so she has three kids and a right. husband and wouldn't you know it? Uh, <laughs> she talks about them a lot, which I love. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's it's very much her brand. I think is this like family, family. stay at home mom, yeah. like really, you know, she talks about her parents a lot as well and her sisters. Um, yeah which I love. And she um, wanted to be a social worker. Her whole, that's what she wanted to do. And I think it's fascinating because I listened to this, I listened to, uh, you know, Elizabeth Day's podcast, How to Fail. Yeah. And she was on that. And that's a really interesting insight into Nada Hussein's just past. She talks about how she really wanted to be a social worker and she went to, obviously she went to school, then she did her A-levels and she got into uni at 18 or whatever. Um, but her dad didn't let her go to uni because oh. uh, she had to get married because she had an arranged marriage to her husband. Right. Um, and so it was like a big thing. And she was really upset. She'd worked really hard. She didn't go. Um, but she decided not to go. She married her husband. They had, uh, they've got three, like I said, three kids. And during her um, pregnancy with her third child, she went to uni to be at the wow. Open University to be a social worker and she talks Gosh. on that podcast about how she studied so hard like after the kids went to bed and and uh all this stuff and she talks about um doing her exams um and she'd have breastfeeding breaks she'd go out her, her husband hell. would be out there with her kid and she would go she was like so determined to to do these exams Jeez. and then she'd be baking on like as a stress relief like it was a stress relief thing yeah for her, yeah yeah um to to bake and then i think during this time i guess um was when bake-off started getting popular and she talks on her website about how she'd like sit that was her also her like tonic was like watching cooking shows and then she got into great british bake-off which is obviously so chilled and yes. relaxed um and her husband would like begrudgingly watch with her and he was like, you could do this, you could do this. And she was like, no, 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 no. And then... She's like, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breastfeeding and exams <laughs> and baking. Um, but he got her the um, 
the application form. Oh, cute. During season four, and she did it, and she's really... If you know anything about Nella, she's really open about her, like, mental health struggles, how she has, like, an anxiety mm. disorder, and, um, yeah, she just... She's very panicky, and she's, like... Yeah. So she talks on her website about how she... Uh, said to her husband like fine i'll apply but you have to be with me when i fail and all this stuff and oh. and, and you know you have to pick up the pieces when i'm broken and all this stuff and wow. um she didn't fail obviously she no. but she talks about like it's amazing she talks so they they live in they lived in leeds up right. in leeds and um she talks about how going to film great british bake-off the first episode was the first time she'd like been in a taxi on her own and been on the train on her own and been on the tube on her own and all that oh stuff and, she, had to, and she, she was like it was terrifying she's like I was you know I was sweating and all this stuff um Jeez. and obviously you go I think the way that well before the pandemic and in previous seasons you just go every week right you'd have the week to prep yeah and you go at the weekend yeah yeah the great British bake-off um, to the tent and so she's like you know every week I thought it was going to end and and it didn't and then when I yeah. then she won obviously God. and she she's quite her like winning thing is quite famous right she's like I'm never gonna uh say that I can't do anything again I'm never gonna yes. put boundaries on myself and all this stuff um, yeah amazing it's she's amazing like and she yeah. still carries on talking about her um anxiety and she's like I'm not mm. cured of that but you know I just I, I'm doing what I love and I yeah. you know she talks about like oh I don't know if I can still call myself a stay-at-home mom but um yeah. I do yeah. but I get to like live my dreams and all that stuff so I just thought yeah. oh, she's just so great um she just seems like a lovely person as well doesn't she a yes. hard worker a lovely person yeah since she won, she's just taken off. I think she's probably, and I think you would agree, the most successful Bake Off winner or contestant of all time. Um, yeah, I think that's probably fair in terms of like TV shows, numbers of books, things like that. Kind of just exposure in general, right? People know her, right? She, yeah. Whereas I don't know if they could name any, you know, the general public might not be able to name another contestant or yeah, winner. Yeah, that's true. I also read that her final of the Great British Bake Off where she won was the most watched TV show of 2015. Oh, no way. Like millions and mil- tens of millions of people watched that. So we were really at peak Bake Off then. Yeah. Well, we spoke about it in the last episode, didn't we? Where we think it's a bit, I wonder yeah. what the figures are like now compared yeah, to Yeah, I'd be interested to know. Yeah, I love her. She... So since then, she has done like just so much TV, so many books. She's yeah. actually just released a new book, right? In the past like week or so. Yes. Which is called Nadia's Everyday Bakes. Yeah, love that. So she's got seven cookbooks, a biography, three fiction books what? about the Amir sisters. Yeah. And three, no, four children's books. And then... Pretty much all of those cookbooks have got like a tie-in TV series. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how people have the time. No, um, I don't. I don't know. And she and she's got three children. They're still like yeah. young. Like they're not like old. You know, they're not. Um, no. Old left children. Home, like, old, old. <laughs> those old children. <laughs> they need looking after. And she's got like various. She's had like various TV shows, right? Where she like 
she there was one where she went back to Bangladesh because that's where her family are from. Yeah. And there's one called like Nadia's Asian Odyssey and there's like a British Odyssey. She's just the woman doesn't sleep. She does not sleep and she's so happy and yeah, brilliant. She oh, I love her. It does make you think about a career in food, like to be a visible food person. Like we've spoken about, you know, Ravneet and people like that before as well. They work so yeah, hard. They do. Like you have to do so much. It's um, it's not an easy gig, I don't no. think. And it's not uh, an easy gig also, I think, to be like liked. And, no. Like it must be so hard. Like it must be so easy to be a bit of a dickhead, you know, <laughs> to, to yeah. people like when you're just when you've got to be creative and up early and making all this stuff and creating all these recipes and good on TV and nice to all the production staff. Yeah. um, And a woman. Yes, this is it. But she does always seem like she's lovely to her production staff. And you always see them like eating their their food together on the TV show and stuff. Um, It's just, yeah, she's a lovely person. Sorry, Doug just rolled over on his back like a little cockroach and he's very cute <laughs> his balls are alarming me though they need to go <laughs> i'll cut that out they're just so shiny and they just ruin every photo <laughs> i tried to take a nice photo and they're just there all the time sorry men, <laughs> men. they're bloody shiny balls sick of them <laughs> um also shout out to Nadia because she reminds me so much of my mother-in-law like uh, they are so similar and I don't know if that's the reason that I like I think it Nadia is, yeah. so much like but they are so similar oh. and just like their whole their energy and like the way that they talk about their cooking and yeah. their like my mother-in-law is so modest and sweet mm. and just caring and yeah they're so similar and I I think that's there's another that's another reason that I like watching yeah. Nadia on TV is because it just reminds me of like my husband's family and it's so yeah. nice oh. um, yeah I definitely yeah. think you have the same you know tone and facial expression when you talk about both of them which yeah. is like a very cute one um, um this book so though Nadia Bakes yes yes uh, September 2020 was her first baking book. Interestingly, of like, I think this might be her sixth, no, her fifth cookbook since okay. she won Bake Off. And right. this was her first baking book. I guess the other ones had Elements. sweet recipes in it, baking yeah. recipes in it. But this one was the first all baking. She talks about like how <clears throat> in this book, like this is what she loves, right? This is her original fave and... Mm. um yeah it's it's a lovely book what do you what do you think what did you think about the book well you very kindly bought me this book last year I think or maybe it was the year before um I still have your note in here somewhere uh so I've had it for a while and it is beautiful I think what excites me most about Nadia is that or this book let's say is um the interesting combinations and Mm. the like kind of messing with the classics and and trying to make them more fun I think you know that's what was slightly missing for me in in Ravneet's book and what is what I'd love to see in Sugar I Love You I still haven't looked at that but it's just you kind of know a lot of the classics but it's fun to just kind of 
mess with them now, yes. right? Like, so she has a quiche, but the the base is like a potato rusty, and yes. then she does things like a lamington cake instead of yes. individual lamingtons, and and these fun things like these strawberry and clotted cream shortcake cupcakes, which are just like a cupcake, but they've got a sandwich biscuit in the base of them, like like a jelly little... dodger. They're like a little vanilla sandwich ones. Oh. I think like the I think foxes do some. I've wanted to make them so many times, but specifically the occasions I've only ever come up with you or my good friend Louise, both of whom are <laughs> fucking allergic to strawberries. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh, maybe I'll make those things. <laughs> no, they look so beautiful. I saw her make them on the TV show and they just look incredible. The first impressions of this book are like, ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's it. Yes. Like she does something with like a oh yes a a sag paneer spanakopita kind of thing yes that looks great or maybe she does like um a chic kebab toad in the hole right love that yeah so that is my catnip i love that stuff when it's just like something classic but a bit weird where you just really want to taste it yes what what Um, did you think yeah the same like it's so there's so many i felt there's so many like oh recipes yeah 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 that looks fun that looks fun and i like that there's savory recipes in there as well yes i also watched a lot of the tv show which is on iplayer if you're in the uk and i think on netflix if you're not um nadia bakes yeah which is it's fun it's not all the recipes on the show but like some of her it's it goes as the chapters go so it's like celebration bakes tart like biscuits and bites um so there's like curry chicken curry donuts which look yeah, great those look insane i really wish that she had a veggie version of that yeah i don't know what you would do that would fucking mushrooms or something that yeah, someone would say fruit. oh god fucking mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> just punched my uh, microphone over there fucking mushrooms <laughs> oh just yeah and I've made a couple of things from here that, you know, I don't know at what point to talk about them. That, but like, obviously, I've made things to the podcast, but I've made things over previous to the podcast cooking as well, which were interesting. Like, I made the Florentines before; they're really good. Ooh, you love a Florentine, don't you? I bloody love a Florentine. Are they the I ones love- that are like they're di- half dipped in chocolate? And- yeah, 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 yeah. They're ginger and almond. That's it. I love a Florentine because I like crunchy things. Crunch, crunch, crunch. All right. (laughs) I've also made uh, a Christmas a couple of years ago. I think it was 2020 Christmas, which was, uh, yeah, bleak for many reasons. But um, the the cranberry and chili brioche wreath thing, where you have like a whole camembert in the middle. And then you make these little bread rolls with their brioche rolls with cranberry and chili and you put them around it and you bake it like that and then you dip the bread in and that's really fun yeah that looks that looks great i mean not my jam because the cheese but um it looks great (laughs) yeah i'm still struggling to make these jokes today (laughs) there's something in there about jam and cheese but jam and cheese cheese and chutney um chutney a great name for a cat or dog by the way uh, possibly our next cat will be called Chutney, I feel. Are you disappointed that I didn't give Dog a food name? No, I think that what is true is that um, I saw this tweet once that was like, 
food names are the best for cats and old man names are best for dogs <laughs> and i feel like that is incredibly true that's so good <laughs> my brother-in-law has joked before about naming a dog like paul yeah <laughs> which i <Dave>. just <laughs> gary <laughs> i just think that would be so fun yeah i mean he he was picked did you say keith he's the dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian's the family guy dog. He was pickled before he came to me, but it just—it was a bit too cutesy for me, sadly. Yeah. Uh, what did you make <laughs> this time what for the podcast? For the podcast. Oh, also, I should tell you about the fail that I had from this a while back. This was pre-podcast too. It was my friend Emmy's birthday. And I tried to make the mango and coconut yogurt cake with German buttercream. Which looks amazing. She makes it on the show as well. Amazing. And it just failed hard. The middle of the cake just like didn't bake. It was in there for ages. It was all just really dense and... Uh, uncooked and it just all went wrong and I ended up having to pick up like a column the caterpillar on the way instead of the cake that I wanted to bring I don't know it's it's I can't remember specifically what exactly went wrong but yeah I was a bit scarred by that one maybe I need to come back to that one at some point but um but 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 but, but, the first thing I made was a tomato galette Ooh, tomato we like tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) I really think we need to get our matching tomato tattoos soon yes that tomato uh, tattoo I feel like um do you know why I made this was because <laughs> well it was, sum- me. <laughs> it was the end of summer and tomatoes were still good you know we like a good tomato, tomato <laughs> and it's kind of weird it's kind of weird the combination of in here so you make the pastry with a galette which has chickpea flour by the way she loves is- a chickpea flour she really does a gram flour um also, by the way, fucking hell, we get ripped off in mainstream supermarkets here. If you go to any like little Indian shop or Asian shop, you can buy a massive bag of gram flour for a pound. And then in the supermarket, it was like some fucking organic chickpea flour bullshit that was like £2.70 or something for a really small bag. It's like when you buy like red lentils as like the, oh. you know, the supermarket branded ones they're like yeah. four quid but you just go to the asian aisle and it's yeah, like a yeah. pound for like <laughs> four kilograms of red lentil yeah it's like a comfortable tax we pay just to feel like not alarmed by the food that we're buying yeah and um, anyway so yeah the, the um, pastry has combination of plain flour and, and chickpea flour and butter cold water with the filling then that you spread all over the the pastry when you make it has like hummus as the base oh, oh. Um, and then there's sweet corn on there. There's capers, basil, cherry tomatoes, three anchovies. It was, three. It was a lot of weird Exactly things. three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I went out and fished them myself. <laughs> and so I was just kind of like, I want to give this a go to understand what it tastes like. The pastry is a crumbly little sucker. Again, I ke- yeah. keep seeming to... I, you know what? I I get where people are put off by making pa- about making pastry because 
a lot of the time it's just a bit of a dick and it depends on the recipe right but mm, yeah this and she does warn you that it is a crumbly pastry but anyway um you just kind of it's classic you just mix the butter in with the flour and then add cold water in and mix until it starts to come together put it in cling film and in the fridge um and then you make the filling which is you fry off some garlic and anchovies you kind of mush the anchovies so that they're broken down and then you put in the tomatoes with this with smoked paprika which i really feel makes this whole thing the smoked paprika is great you meant you add tamarind paste then but i didn't have any and i was in a rush so i left that out that um, shit is so hard to find that is really unless you have an asian shop but yeah. yeah we might need an asian shop klaxon for this show as well yeah. the number of times we talk about them and um, you put in the sweet corn and you kind of cook it until it's like pretty dry uh take that off the heat then you roll out your pastry it can be a bit rough it doesn't need to be like a perfect circle and then you so you spread out once you have your circle of pastry you spread the hummus in the center you make What's the hummus our, no you just buy it right. what's our favorite bought hummus sabra sabra baby sabra That's... the fancy one with the <sighs> pine nuts and the olive oil on top so good pine <laughs> spread that all over then you put your kind of tomato sweet corn mixture on top and then you kind of fold your pastry over the edges but it's open on top obviously she says it's quite a brittle dough so you may find it cracks it does nadia it really does and you know i cracked as well trying to like <laughs> fold it all over uh put it on a heated tray so that the base is nice and crispy and then when it's out you bake it for like 25 30 minutes you uh when it's out you scatter over some capers and basil and that's it and you Ooh. kind of slice it up like a little tart and it was nice it was it was it was nice but kind of weird like i feel like hummus is weird you know it gets used in places it shouldn't really be i trusted nadia but you know didn't i send you something that was like a hummus pasta or something just stop that's not what it was made for no it like warm hummus is not the one it's a bit like warm avocado like there's a time and a place and it's this isn't it probably (laughs) uh yeah and the pastry because it was quite tricky to work with I felt like I left it a little bit thicker than it should have been. And it was nice. It was nice. It was just a bit strange. It was just a little bit funny. I don't know if it did it for me. Like I said, I really feel the smoked paprika made a huge funny. (laughs) The tomato (laughs) Because it's got hummus. (laughs) Not a lot else. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I liked it enough to eat it. I don't know if I would make it again. I have a theory about this book. Okay. Um, and this may become a bit clearer when we talk about my bakes, if you can call them that. Um, <laughs> that she gets these books out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And they have a TV show. I don't know if the recipes have been tested to their full potential by yeah. other people. Yeah. Um because they're written so quickly and I think there are some steps explanations recipes that just don't quite work because Mm -hmm. nobody's gone through them with a fine tooth comb um because I think they probably want to get it out as quick as possible 
That's interesting. And I mean, we would go to town on someone like Jamie Oliver for that. So (laughs) I think we have to keep that in mind. But I do... I think I agree. I, I the the next thing I made worked out fairly well, but yeah, I mean definitely that buttercream cake that I made before. I I don't I remember being really confused as to why it had gone wrong. It felt like the proportions were off, I think. And then Yeah. And I, I that's it. I feel like I don't I haven't cooked enough of her recipes to Yeah. to call it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the ones I pick. I mean, we'll talk about me in a minute, but Tell us about your second one. The second thing I made was the Rose Harissa Rugelach. Ooh, Rugelach. Rugelach. So uh, I've always wanted to make Rugelach, which you, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I get used to it. I don't know if I've how... ever eaten one. Like I always see them in, you know, various, usually American uh, yeah. books. And it... like, are they supposed to be crunchy, crispy? Are they, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Is it a Jewish thing, I think, maybe? Yeah, Quite, I think like... so. So, yeah, I, I remember seeing them first on that blog. I really like Smitten Kitchen. She did mm-hmm. some. But I think historically they're always sweet, which was why I was interested to see this with Rose Harissa. And from my understanding, it's almost like, um, it looks like a croissant, right? Like, a, yeah. it's that shape. But it's like a biscuity pastry dough, so it's, like, crunchier. Um, This... I really like this and this cream cheese in the dough which is weird but uh I think that's quite a big thing in like some American or like Jewish American baking uh you make the harissa for this I didn't make it a rose harissa because you had to have 10 heads of organic roses petals removed um you don't have those knocking around no as a cost of living crisis and <laughs> to be honest I don't love rose harissa anyway like i, I don't, don't like rose, rose. Yeah. yeah rose and like orange blossom water and all those ugh, they belong in potpourri so so you make the harissa which is coriander seeds cumin seeds fennel seeds chili flakes two whole bulbs of garlic a, a red onion and a big red pepper a big red pepper lots of all the red vegetables yes and you kind of blitz everything together in a blender and then you cook it off in a pan and until it's like dry rich and thick this is basically me <laughs> no i'm dry poor and thick right now <laughs> the kind of man that i want <laughs> hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> now that. 
I felt like it did go quite dry. I don't know if I overcooked it a little bit. It was quite crumbly. But anyway, it still worked. And then you make the pastry for the rigolac. So that you do in a food processor. You blitz the flour, butter, until you have big clumps. And then you add cream cheese and you whisk it into a large... Or it, it whiz it until it comes together in a large bowl. And then you chill that dough um, for like an hour. And then... You roll that dough out into kind of six big strips, I think. Go across the strips to make them into big, long triangles. And so you have 12 triangles all together. Sorry, I should have said that you spread the harissa over before you cut them into the triangles. Um, And then you just roll them up from the widest part of the base up towards the point and... That's it. You just kind of put them apart. You're meant to chill them for 30 minutes before you put them in the oven. And you just beat them. No, beat them. Just beat them. (laughs) Naughty Rugalax. (laughs) It's like you beating up your microphone earlier with the fucking mushroom. You brush them with some beaten egg and a little black pepper. And then you bake them until they're nice golden brown. These sound great. They're great. I really, really like them. It was quite spicy, the harissa. So, Mm. you know, if you don't like spice, maybe cut down the chili flakes in that. Because I think that was... Yeah, they're great. My picture of these is horrendous because (laughs) I took one... I took a picture as they came out of the oven. And then I was like, oh, I'll get a better one in the daylight tomorrow. And then just, like, proceeded to eat them all. Nice. (laughs) So... It's like almost like a short crust pastry texture and then you've got the spiciness. And I think you could just have so much fun playing around with the different fillings in there. I don't know, you know, if you're like a pesto fan, maybe you could do some fresh pesto in there or something and like sprinkle some cheese on top. I just love that she's taken a sweet thing and made them savoury and I like them a lot. So they were good. They were the two things that I made. Fun. They they do sound great and it sounds like that one word I didn't I didn't see that one I felt like I combed through this book to find what I wanted to make and then I was looking through it before we recorded and I was like oh I didn't see that recipe and I yeah, don't remember seeing that lot. recipe it is, it is there's a lot of recipes in here yeah a huge amount um which is why I feel like I want to give her the benefit of the doubt for my disasters okay uh, let's let's um, move on to, to your disasters I want to hear um no they're not disasters no because well well, one isn't a surprise because uh, Hannah was actually there. When she came to visit me, I'd made um, one of my bakes for Nadia, which was fun. So it's not a surprise. Yeah. So that was the salmon and dill stuffed focaccia. Yes. She, she uh, Vic apologized profusely because there's dill in it, which there's is obviously stinky. I put less dill than was requested. Um <laughs> Well, you can say how you felt about this. Um, I'll talk about it. And then, yeah, because obviously yeah. You, you got to eat it, which was fun. So yes. this sounds amazing because I, as Duff. everybody knows, we love a catcher on yeah. this, on this uh, show, uh, on this on this pod. On this um, little show of ours. little show. <laughs> um, so I was really excited. And I've never had a stuffed focaccia before, apart from yeah. you know, like making a sandwich out of it. Um, Calling something a stuffed focaccia, it sounds a bit rude. It sounds like, <laughs> go stuff your focaccia and forget about it. Yes. Also, she uses clarified butter, ghee, instead Ooh. of oil. Yes, that is interesting. Throughout. So there's no olive oil in the focaccia. And then there's like a drizzle that you make, a garlic drizzle that you make and it's all ghee 
baby. The Italians, <laughs> Zoggy. The Italians. I'd love to see how the Italians would feel about that. There needs to yeah. be a TikTok of an Italian reacting to that. Yeah, but then also, you know, how are the, how are the you know, East Coast Jewish people are reacting to the Harissa Harissa Ruglak? Ruglak, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like she's you know, she's she's coming out from all angles, but we appreciate it. <laughs> It's very standard in terms of the dough for the focaccia. So it's flour, ghee, salt, yeast, water. You kind of... <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> ghee is a really rude word in Ireland. Oh, what does it mean? <laughs> like a lady part. Oh. <laughs> and it's really hard for us to talk about. <laughs> I'll say clarified buff. Okay. Um... <laughs> She uses clarified butter in the recipe. Maybe, Maybe she that's knows. why. When yeah. you know, you know. When you know, you know. Yes. So you kind of crumble the ghee. What do you call that? Yeah, just rub it into the yeah, flour. Rub. Rub is the <laughs> rub your ghee. Into... <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yes, you rub the clarified butter into the flour, and then add. Um, you know everything else in, and then you just knead yeah. it. And she says to do it in a. Uh, KitchenAid for like 10 minutes until it's elastic and then you kind of you leave it to what is the word prove in the bowl yeah double in size and then you put it in a pan um and like you know as you do with the focaccia like push it out she says to put oil the pan so she says oil the pan and then add a little bit of semolina which is interesting um for the bottom like pizza-y style yeah so you push it out and then what you're what you then do is on half of the focaccia is add smoked salmon, dill, and some black pepper. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to, well, you do, you fold over the one side. Yeah. So it's like a sandwich. Uh, so that stuff is encased. And you put the dough back in the middle and then do your pushing motion to get it out. Right. Leave it to prove again in the pan till it's doubled in size. And then pop it in the oven to bake what you um then do like whilst whilst that's proving you make the drizzle she calls it which is usual clarified butter more clarified butter in a pan and you heat it until it's almost well until it's just smoking and then you add a load of cut up garlic to it take it off the heat immediately um and then that kind of sizzles and browns the garlic um Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of leave that to infuse so that's nice and easy yeah that is nice. When it's golden brown and cooked from the oven, you... Oh, no. Before you bake it, sorry, you put the drizzle on. Yeah. Um, but leave the garlic crispies that they've crisped up. And then when it's out of the oven, you sprinkle... The lesser uh, popular cereal. Stink, crackle and pop. <laughs> very funny I really thank like you that. <laughs> um and then you yeah when it comes out the oven salt and the crispies on the top and that's it so it's basically a, a sandwich a, yeah a baked sandwich but with smoked salmon interesting choice in my opinion to cook smoked salmon exactly to yeah what else are you gonna do though i guess right yeah so it was nice mm-hmm. i think that the, the clarified butter garlic butter thing is yeah. delicious like sounds and is delicious on top i mean yeah. it's been fine with normal butter as well but um thought that was nice i think it felt like to me there wasn't enough filling 
Yes. And that, that may have been because, as we know... You didn't put enough in it. I didn't put enough in it. No. We like a, a chunky focaccia yeah. in, this, in this house, on this show. So it says to make it in, like, quite a big pan. Yeah. Um, like a 23 centimetre, I think, uh, pan. And I was like, I don't want to make it. I don't want to make a thin focaccia. Nobody wants a thin fo- Well, I don't want a thin focaccia. No. But I thought that meant the filling got... Lost. Yes, lost. And I think I think when I first saw it and it said stuffed, what I should have known is it would have been stuffed. Like yeah. all the filling in one place. But what I imagined in my head was maybe that like the smoked salmon was like flaked throughout the dough. Yeah. And the dill. And then so you would get a mouthful of you know, garlicky, salmon-y, dilly bread. Dilly, dilly. What, I mean, what's to stop you making, why do we think that recipe is not just make some focaccia and use it to make a sandwich with smoked salmon? Because that's, I guess that's not a recipe, is it? No, I know. sandwich is not. But yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like you, you, she should suggest that as a filling. Yeah. I just think it should, it could have benefited from, I, it was, I thought it tasted really good and I thought actually dill when it's cooked loses some of its vileness. So that <laughs> was nice. And, you know, I thought it, was, it tasted good, but I think you were right. The proportions were slightly off. It, was, yeah. it felt like not enough filling. But I think it would be better if it was something that benefits from being cooked, from being baked or, you a know. chicken or You're a... not a cheesy person, but like a cheese yeah. would be great in there or something like that. Because I guess it's like a, you know, you take on a picnic or whatever and it, it, you don't have yeah. to build it. But yeah, I think you're right. Sa- the smoked salmon also loses its nice smoked salmon yeah. essence when it's cooked. And I feel like it just, then it just made everything a, with the garlic oil and obviously it's an oily bread. It's all yeah, a yeah. bit oily, you know, yeah. which I, I love yeah. and if I catch it generally, but then you've got like the fishy, I don't know. It was nice flavors, but yeah, I think that yeah. maybe, yeah, something throughout the bread might have been nice. You know, like how you put like yes. olives through a bread. I feel like it would that would have the same. You know, I agree. And uh, but I would I liked the 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 topping and I liked that it was made with ghee that didn't. Yeah. Sorry, clarified fine. butter, and <laughs> it didn't. Uh, that didn't make it bad. Or yeah, yeah. Sure. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, and again, that might have been my fault for not for making it in a, a smaller volume pan to make it puffy yeah, yeah. rather than like thin and it bigger. would have been yeah it would have had more filling for your bite that's um, true but i stand by what i did because i think what's the point in having a a thin focaccia no go stuff your focaccia <laughs> go thin. stuff your fo- yeah <laughs> i was gonna make a anyway um so my second thing that i cooked was a fucking disaster uh, <laughs> Han- we love them though love them. uh <laughs> hannah got a picture of uh this and it was it all slopped in a bag at the end uh, i still don't know what it was though or what it was meant nor do to i be. um <laughs> So <laughs> this was, uh, this is, this is my punishment for trying things. <laughs> I should just stay, yeah. in, my stay in your lane, mate. Just stay do not leave lane. that comfort Make zone. Comfort. Um, <laughs> make cupcakes and be done with it. Anyway, uh. orange and lemongrass meringue pie. Oh, yeah. okay. Doesn't it sound lovely? 
don't you wish that I could have eaten it and tasted it? Uh, because oh my gosh, please um, tell me everything. Um, okay, <laughs> this is when you need that James A. Castor meme, right? Like <laughs> started to bake it, had a breakdown. Had a breakdown. Bon <laughs> Hilariously, I have a really good photo of it. Oh, because uh, I'm really good at <laughs> hiding <laughs> my disasters. <laughs> Um, and then the moment you moved it, it poured uh, orange and lemongrass curd all over my kitchen table and it's still not recovered. Um, Here's my explanation. There's three parts to this. The base, the curd, the meringue. I managed to make the base. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Because what it is, is whizzed up biscuits, frosties. Oh, cereal garlicky frosted cornflakes <laughs> yeah garlic crispies and butter so i managed okay. that uh so you with up a load of frosties yeah sweet, and add butter and then you push it into your pie tin mm. and bon appetit. <laughs> put it in the fridge to to set right. and cool fine yeah easy that. so the next your next job is a curd um orange and lemongrass doesn't that sound lovely Lovely. i was like that's great did i go to five different shops trying to find fucking lemongrass (laughs) yes uh found it fine um so you need like 200 mils of orange juice and then the zest of two oranges um okay she says you only need you need the juice from two oranges but it took me like four to get that much 200 mils of juice out very dry little oranges Mm. (laughs) Uh, thick rich and dry thick rich and dry all pulp i cut myself twice uh on the zester and anyway grating and zesting grating if i never see a grater again i just finished a wedding (laughs) cake this morning never again and the base is carrot cake which i thought would be great i had to grate i had to grate over like over a kilo of carrots i honestly need how much of your knuckles made it into that wedding (laughs) there's a little bit of me in there for you guys (laughs) my blood sweat (laughs) happily ever after (laughs) that's great um uh yes so occurred so it's um orange juice from oranges the zest four lemongrass sticks um Mm. you kind of like bash them (laughs) to get the flavors out chop them <laughs> yeah you beat them up uh 25 grams of corn flour 250 grams of caster sugar and six large egg yolks please note there's no butter in that oh. um which emulsifies so, so off i went making my curd put all the ingredients in uh as she says um Add the cornflour, sugar, egg yolks, and so on together. It would be lumpy and not look great at this point, but pop it into the hob on the lowest tier. Mix till you have a smooth smooth curd that coats the back of the spoon. Well. That ever happened. Off I went. <laughs> Started out bright-eyed and optimistic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this curd's going to be lovely. I'm going <laughs> to take this cake to my neighbours. They're going to love it. Um, an hour and a half later. So this was... Um, also hilarious (laughs) this isn't funny to take the word hilariously this was the day i started making this the day the queen died and i was downstairs in the kitchen still not finished by the funeral (laughs) honestly um and i couldn't bear it anymore the the radio or whatever so i was listening to a podcast about (laughs) 9-11 to even my 
myself out. And I listened to basically this whole podcast series uh, and my uh, curd was still not thick. I did an extra egg yolk to try and add a little bit of butter to try and get it there. Nothing seemed to be happening. So I was like, you know what? It's thickening a little bit. I was trying to read on the internet. I messaged Hannah. And I was like, what can I do to this fucking curd? Because I'm not going to go and find more lemon. I'm not going to do this again. It's not happening again. Um, So I was reading it about the internet. And it's like, look, it's going to thicken after you call it. So I was like, fuck it. It was like midnight by this point. I was like, I'm going to put it in the fridge overnight. And we'll go again tomorrow. We'll put it back on the heat. We'll live to fight another day. We'll thicken it up. Yes. And so the next day that's what we did put it on the heat (laughs) so that it thickened up a little bit overnight Mm -hmm. in the fridge and I was like okay I feel positive about this put it on the heat felt like it was thicking up a little bit um it was like coating it wasn't coating the back of the spoon but it was sticking to the back of the spoon so I was like you know what I can't do this anymore this has been yeah I'll put it back in the I'll put it I leave it to cool because you have to leave it to cool. Strain it because it's got all the lemongrass, like lemongrass in it. Strain it so it's nice and smooth. Leave it to cool completely, then put it in your um, in your frosties. Yes, yeah. fine, fine. <clears throat> Did that. I was like, right, put it in the fridge. Maybe it'll set, and we won't have a disaster on our hands. So did that, and so then was onto the meringue. <laughs> What's your? It's an Italian meringue. Oh. I don't have a sugar thermometer. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I can do this without a sugar thermometer. Okay. <laughs> um, and to be fair, it's all, the meringue was almost fine. Yeah. Like it was, it was a bit, I, I got the sugar and water to a point where I thought it was probably hot enough um, based on what I was reading about how to get there. It's very bubbly. Yeah. Um, put my egg whites were nice and I think that maybe I over mixed my egg whites right. it was a bit it probably wasn't as like stiff yeah but it looked great so I put that on the top of my thing uh so that's when I got my nice picture put it in the oven to like grill it yeah. off um so, so it looks great <laughs> and <laughs> it's just the floodgates open you're, uh, yeah because you're supposed to um take I think before you put the curd in, you're supposed to take it out of your pie pan. But I was absolutely not fucking around with that. <laughs> like you say, your your base is supposed to hold it together. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not confident enough for that. So I let it. It stayed in the pie. And so I put the brang on, and then like slowly but surely, it was like it was like one of those, um, you know, those. Dominique Canzel or whatever it is, yeah. like those French hot chocolates where the milk just goes. <laughs> so the meringue was just slowly like <laughs> melting into my curd. And like you'd move it and it was like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And any, and it was just, you could see it. And I was like, I guess I'll try and cut into it. You know, see how it goes. At that and, point, you're um, just like, I've had so many of those. And you're just like, oh, come on, let's see. That could be funny. Yeah, like maybe it's delicious nonetheless. Yeah, yeah delicious soup. Because it's, yeah. And so that then there was uh, sticky orange and lemongrass curd all over my kitchen table, oozing, 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 oozing. <laughs> and it was very difficult for me to clean that up. Uh, days later, I was, it was very sticky. Um, so I was like, I you know, in, in a rage. Threw out the table. Not a rage, but I was just like, yeah. 
<laughs> I burnt this house to the ground. <laughs> now I'm homeless. Uh, but, and I still don't have a pie. Um, what, what is it a curd or is it a custard? If it's just sugar, corn flour, egg yolks, citrus fruit, like, I, that's not a curd. They don't, do not yes. a curd make. <laughs> Hey, that didn't that didn't occur to me at the time. <laughs> it occurred to me. Um, so I don't know, Hannah. I don't know what happened. I don't know if that's because in the picture, <clears throat> it looks a bit oozy. of her picture. It, it, yeah, it's oozy, but it's thick, right? Um, I didn't realise when you were asking me. So I didn't know that this was the recipe that Vic had made. Uh, there's one for a tahini cake with a banana curd at the start of the book. Mm. And I thought that's what you were trying to make, but I didn't ask. And I thought that's mental, like that, uh, the banana curd, you know, maybe it's just not working out because there's no citrus or something. But she doesn't have, oh, she has butter in that curd. Maybe it's a typo or something. Yeah. But in the recipe, it doesn't say butter. Yeah, but may- maybe it's an oversight. That's what I was thinking. Like, because yeah. all the recipes online said had butter, 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 yeah. butter. Because you need to make an emulsion. Hannah and I, yeah, Hannah and I went into this big conversation <laughs> after this about how you know we want to revolutionise curd, yeah, and how you could kind of you know make it the next big thing, um, and how do you make a vegan curd? Anyway, <laughs> so. I feel very disheartened by mm. this because I really wanted to eat it. And doesn't orange and lemongrass sound, sound lovely? Um, and, you know, it's a fun little base with the frosties and, yeah, you know. So I, I feel a bit upset about it. And I wonder if it is a... Um, and frankly, my whole... This, my situation with this... Because she says prep, 30 minutes plus chilling. What? 30 minutes, I spent at least three hours trying to make that fucking curd. Yeah. Plus overnight chilling. So I think, um, again, I, I don't know if it's like a testing error or, you know, there's some like filler recipes and I've accidentally picked one of those. Yeah. Or like you say, it's a typo because there's no butter. I don't know what it is, but I fa- this kind of put a whole downer on this book for me and I feel quite sad about it. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. But like I, I've got... I've got a great picture of it, and I—that's all that matters. But I am not discouraged from curd in general, and I've got some good ideas about. I would like to try this. You know, I probably won't try the meringue again without a thermometer, but maybe no. I'll buy myself a, a thermometer. Does it discourage you from Nadia though? It doesn't discourage you from curd, but does it discourage you from Nadia? I think for the foreseeable, I might give Nadia's baking recipes a wide berth. Yeah. However, I think some of because. I was watching a little bit of her new series and the everyday bakes yeah. thing. And I had a quick flick. I was in the supermarket the other day through that new book, which looks very similar to this book, like aesthetic wise. Um, and I was, is it bad to say that I was a bit disappointed? Like she's got like Dalgona coffee cake in there. So it's all a bit like, you know, what coffee cake? on the, you know, that coffee that went viral during lockdown where you, you like korean coffee like you mix you like whisk instant coffee with milk is it and like you make a really thick thing oh right okay missed that one yeah so she has like that coffee cake and there was something else and i was like i feel like you're this is all a bit like you know the same thing that i (laughs) slagged alison roman off for like trying to be 
a meme and yeah. to do popular things. But, but, I think some of her like savory dishes mm. that you see on her other shows look absolutely incredible. Yeah. That she also on the Off Menu podcast, which we talk about forever, she um, talks about this korma that she makes and it takes like three days oh, yeah. and it's and it's the the curry that they give to their kids when they're like their first curry that they give to kids when they're weaning uh. and her kids like lose their shit if it's in her fridge because it has to like sit for three days oh. and like i would love to make that i think that's in her first oh, book right. um yeah and uh she has like what is it like nadia's family feast yes where she like fries puff pastry instead of using parathas right. i think that's brilliant yeah. some um, of it's inspired and some of it's just a bit it's just a bit hit and miss in general i think yes which i think is a, a, like you say we sh- we would slag jamie oliver off mm-hmm. for it and i think it, as is the way that this the publishing of these books works that it's not they're not all going to be big hit recipes mm. in the same way as maybe mira or someone has the time yeah. and the, to meticulous and the testers. Test. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. I mean, we can rage, but I think, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just think it's hit and miss. I think there's some gems and I think there's some stuff that's just not worked for whatever reason. And, you know, she's a very experienced baker and this is the, it, this is the problem with um, some people just, take that for granted right they 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 can look at something and know that it's not right whereas you know we reading a cookbook need explicit you know instructions and so on so and I think that's it I think sometimes she's really explicit about her instructions Mm. and sometimes it feels like there's stuff cut out yeah it's not like it should tell me how long I need to heat that curd. For... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curd, though. Or what? Oh, honestly, everyone lies about curds. Everyone lies about caramelizing onions, and everyone lies about curds. <laughs> curd. Yeah. I remember making my first one with my sister Naomi. Actually, it was, it was for the Bake Off blog, and you had to make like a lemon curd. The Bake Off blog that I did, and then the I was there for ages, stirring and stirring and stirring, and, and like I think it was a Mary Berry recipe, and it said like to do it for. 15 minutes or something bullshit and I was like it's not coming together and thankfully Naomi's always like talking me down off the baking ledge and she was like no just keep going turn up the heat a little bit and it came together then but it was just like it was a bare face lie a, a berry yeah. face lie a berry face lie is this is anything on your list to cook from here well that tahini cake with banana curd does sound yeah. wild and I just love tahini as we know the sag paneer spanakopita, the cheat sourdough sounds interesting, but it still takes a day. So I kind of feel like, no, I don't know yeah. about that. I could just make sourdough. There's a few things. Yeah, for sure. Honey cake. I've, I've always wanted to make one of those layered honey cakes that looks beautiful. Yes. that she make, Did you watch the TV show of her making that? No. It's amazing. Like, ah. It looked amazing. It Yeah, I would... Yeah, if you, I guess that's a good like celebration thing. I'm sure it's in the celebration section. What about you? When you when you're ready to come back to it? Um, yeah, th- more of her savory stuff. Like there's yeah. um those chicken donuts. I thought looked great. Yeah, I only saw this morning the um the carrot tart, which is like a pumpkin pie. Yes, with like pumpkin spices, which I think could be fun because you know. And what I wish I'd made instead of that you know looking back she has these like lemon ice 
buns and yeah. I've been thinking about lemon ice buns yes. because <laughs> Paul Hollywood talked about them on his off menu about you know le- lemon icing with lemon curd and so I would have still had to go to fucking curd maybe <laughs> and she has lemon uh ice buns in here and I should have just made those so I- I'd like to try those um she made iced buns in the final of Bake Off I yeah. read so, that would never happen now they'd have to be like ice buns that do the fucking tango or something it's just like tango or spon- sponsored by tango <laughs> um, although they made red velvet cake this week in oh, their fir- the first Ooh, um watch. episode i might watch that but today. maybe that's an easy one but yeah that was their like blind bake anyway yes should we read let's rate i will talk you through our rating system please as we know, I struggle with this every episode, and I haven't pulled up the sheet that has all five on them. So I believe in um, you. Say it with me. You can do it. Every episode, we rate the cookbooks out of five criteria. Those criteria are usability and accessibility. That's, that's one. one. Ingredients used. That's another. <laughs> <laughs> Aesthetics. That's also one. <laughs> that's a third one. Veggie friendliness and. Inspirability. We change what we rate out of based on the chef or the book or something that comes up again and again and again. So for Nadia, because she loves to kind of mess around with the classics and put her own take on them, we're going to rate out of twists. Twists. Twists on the classics. Chocolate twists, not chocolate twists. Cheese twists. So, (laughs) cheese everything. (laughs) bury me in cheese how many twists are you giving this out of five victoria pray tell well i can see you're having an internal battle yeah i love of nadia versus the book yeah i know and we always say this don't we you know we're rating the book not the chef yeah so nadia gets five everything's out of five for me (laughs) but um this book does not, unfortunately. So, usability and accessibility. I'm actually giving that half. Okay. Because I think, you know, I fucked up. I didn't manage to do the best. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think that there's some, yeah, there's some instructions that aren't quite clear. And mm. it, it, a lot of, you know, as is shown by her then releasing an everyday baking book, which I'm sure is like easier. That means True. that she, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's this true. is for more experienced bakers and I don't think that's made clear. So half. Mm-hmm. Ingredients, yeah, one, easy generally easy to find, you know, I found lemongrass in the end. Um yeah. I don't think there's anything really wild. Yeah. No. Aesthetics, yeah, I think it's beautiful. The pictures are gorgeous. Yeah, they really are. Um there's not pictures for everything, which is, you know, sad, but also that it would be a giant book because there's so many recipes in here. So many. Um, veggie friendly, yes. And I guess it's also worth mentioning that she uh, does not eat, like, pork or drink. So uh-huh. all the recipe there's, like, there's recipes for, like, um, virgin mojito pan. Possets? Possets, yeah, that's it, yeah. Fucking posset. <laughs> Sorry, um, when we worked in the pub, we... Um... I hated posset. We would get it in staff food sometimes. So every time you say posset now, you have to say fucking posset. Yeah, That's such a root. fucking posset. Yeah. Fucking possums. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's very veggie friendly. There is there is meat in here, like you said, like about the chicken donuts. Yeah. But it's it's uh, not. It's not. Yeah, there's yeah. other There's ones. some vegan stuff in there as well, isn't there? Vegan, yeah, there is. Um, stuff. I think 
And then inspirability, I'm not giving it a point because I do, I know, I know because they're, I think just because I feel so disheartened. I mean, ask me in six months time and see if I've gone back to it. I mean, don't, Yeah. you don't have to put that in your diary or anything. (laughs) But um, I just feel a bit disheartened about it. And I feel, you know, it's my my self-esteem has taken a hit uh that I couldn't yeah. manage it and it ended up in the bin and I, it was such an effort yeah. and uh not nice. so it's actually it's three and a half from me three and a half twists out of five a, a twisty road that we went on there for me how about <laughs> a you a rocky road um <laughs> not sure there's the rocky road recipe in here but there might be it is, is but I can't I can't remember there's some twist on it as as you would guess these ma- this mashed potato flatbreads with egg butter in here, which are very intriguing to yes. me, but I never have, you know, I don't... Anyway. Um, okay. It, uh, usability and accessibility, I'm going to give it one. Ingredients use, I'm going to give it a half, because just things like tam- tamarind paste yeah. and stuff like that can be a bit hard to find. Tamarind paste this day. I know I did that last episode as well. It's okay, we can, we can have I'm one. broken fucking round. record I am. I'm far I'm tired <laughs> from this show. <laughs> definitely i think it's really beautiful and i um yeah it's the cover is lovely and it's kind of like pink and rose gold throughout it's lovely i was gonna give it a half weirdly because obviously there's loads of veggie friendly stuff in here but the savory stuff is is quite meaty Mm. and i just like i said the exciting some of the exciting stuff like that tone the hole or the donuts i would love just a suggestion of you know a veggie alternative for that because they sound really fun and i can't think of what else would work in there but anyway yeah, maybe I'm being a bit brutal, but it's going to happen. And then um, Inspirability, I'm giving it one. So I'm giving it four twists out of five. Let's nice. twist again like we did last like summer. Like we did last, last book. 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 Um, yeah, I think I would recommend people go and watch yeah. the show as well. Because I feel like maybe those recipes are well tested. The ones that she talks about on there, like the honey cake and various other fun bits and pieces isn't it weird how on the cover it says based on a bbc program usually the program is based on the book isn't it yeah that's true anyway telling hmm interesting hmm rather rather interesting I think we should tell that story, actually. One of my favourite stories from Vic and I working together that is completely unrelated to the cookbook circle is that we were in quite a serious, quiet training session. <laughs> and With our, like, design team. With our design team. And oh. Vic, someone was in the middle of, like, a long presentation about, you know, the best practice for something. And Vic's phone, which she was holding in her hand, just spontaneously piped up the like Siri equivalent and just said, rather interesting. Oh my, it was so I thought I was gonna lose my life. <laughs> I've never laughed that hard. It was so funny. <laughs> rather interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that we were talking to it thought that we were asking we were telling but my my it was google my google thought that we were telling it something and it was like rather interesting and it was so embarrassing <laughs> nobody else thought it was funny no everyone thought i was being a, very rude to the people presenting <laughs> 
because I wasn't and I didn't have time to explain myself and um, I've never shown myself at work since. I could not wait to get back to our desk to tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, next book. (laughs) When you hear us say that, that's that's the reason why. I can't believe it's taken this many episodes to come out. (laughs) Next book is exciting. Yes. It's different. It's not a baking book. It's not. It's young and fresh and cool and hip. Very exciting. And new, like shiny new. new. Easter Belfrage. Easter Belfrage. Mezcla. Which is exciting. Very new. You've probably seen it all over your... faces instagram various all over your faces it's like orange and pink and sexy and like me actually when i'm wearing fake tan um like what? a brunch uh ice cream <laughs> like dog's balls <laughs> i'm gonna have to leave you in that bit now about dog's balls aren't i oh me so cute yes we're excited about this one and i think you know this is a relatively new addition to our list because we've just been seeing so much about it but we've also seen um, some of the recipes that are in there and it just looked too interesting to not discuss so we're yes. excited about it it's fascinating I'm, I'm, um, I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled. we can't wait to talk about it with you next time our friends yes um, thank you for listening to our Nadia episode Nadia if you're listening we love you thank you for existing <laughs> Um, I'm sorry that I fucked up your curd. I still, Nadia, I um, think if you are listening, you need to tell us if there's meant to be butter in that curd. That's my question. Yes. I may write to your publisher uh, to find out. Yeah. That's what people do, right? Normal people. I got loads yeah. of time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> write out that letter and put a stamp on it. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We love you very much. If you love what we do and you'd like to support us further, please have a look at our Patreon page. You get all sorts of extra fun things uh, and more of our more of episodes. This. More of this. More of this, more of this chat, but more less, this. less structured. Um, okay. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at cookbookcircle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.